remember how we made our way. A little patience, the time we prayed. Can't imagine that this love is through feeling the pain, boy, when you lose because it's too high, too high, too high, lady. Gotta run for shelter, gotta run for shade. Because it's too hot. That's a little cool in the gang. Welcome back to the Continue Podcast, episode 86. You're really digging. Yeah. (laughs) We all got. got, You're running out of slow jams. Well, I went went as far back as I could. I don't. I feel like there is like a specific window of time that a slow jam can count. And I feel like we've gone too far into the future. So now I'm going too far. You have to do the Neo slow jams now. You got to. You should do Bakami time. I gotta go find some TikTokers. I gotta go find the TikTok. <laughs> I gotta go find what the, whatever the kids are listening are the, to. No, I was saying the 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 Yakuza song Bakami Tai. That's a slow jam, right? Yeah. Are you saying Enka is our next like yeah uh, mm-hmm. genre to pull in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, my name is Anthony John Agnello, and this show is about video games mostly. Sometimes it's uh. about Willow. <laughs> If you're a backer, you'll... If you're a backer, it's about other things. Yeah, you, it will stretch the definition of it. It'll, it sure. goes into other directions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we also have the other people uh, who who make this thing for you. For you. We have Susan Art. Susan, how are you? Uh, cool and the Gang also does one of my personal favorite tunes. Sending it out for me to you. Jungle Boogie. Jungle Boogie is a really good song. Jungle it's Boogie a good, is tight. It's a very good song. Uh, yeah. It breaks my heart that there's a like whole world of people that are like, oh, it's the thing from the Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Like, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. It's not. It's a good song. Uh, we also have our very own Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. I feel like, like I don't know. Like, the disco songs, like, like those in particular get a bad rap because they they're, they're like... They're just everywhere. Like, every, remember the '90s when like every commercial was like the '70s disco hits, and it's like, like that's that's five second loop from Jungle Boogie, and it's like, ugh. but no, it's like Jungle Boogie's a great song. Like, it's all, it's all good. Guys, does aughts nostalgia start happening this year? No, does I, it start happening? I mean, I guess it's it, already because it because it's like every twenty years, right. it's the thing, like right. right? So I mean. What is what is arts culture? Uh, I, what is that? Here is, here is my predictor for you. Here is okay. the, here is going to be the first thing we see that is the horrific harbinger of reliving all of our worst nightmares of like two thousand four to two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. Someone on TikTok is going to make a video that is parodic or echoing the iPod commercials. Where it's the silhouette <gasps> dancing. Oh my god! I fucking guarantee it. You're gonna get I'm that. I'm gonna turn into Maybe dust. Maybe they're gonna be singing "Hey Ya" in the background, but it's coming. You <gasps> can't stop it from happening. It's oh, coming. No, you're so right. Any day now, and then it'll it'll be the whole thing. And then Apple will make iPod classic. So are you are you saying are you saying that I need to stock up on like I need to go find like mm-hmm. old, like 
bulk yes. iPods. Yes, you need. Okay. Oh, especially, especially like there was one. It was it was like one inch square. Yeah. And it clipped, and you could just clip it like onto your shirt. It was the best. The nano. Yeah, you gotta go yes, stock yes. up on the nanos. Get yourself a Zune. Just it's it's all happening. <laughs> Jay Allard's gonna be like rolling out in his like hoodie. Proudly it's still have jacket. my launch soon. Thank you very much. It's it's just it's gonna get it's gonna get real grim real fast, and I can't wait for it. I can't wait. Oh for my god, all of it. Uh, we have not had a proper episode for everybody in about a month at this point. The holidays happened, and everybody went off into their bunkers to worry about like what was gonna happen at the beginning of January. It was worse than we thought it was, and then. Uh, we emerged and realized that in order to deal with how horrific everything was, we had to just watch Willow. That was the only way we were going to get through it <laughs> as a podcast. And now we're on the other side of it, and we have actually been playing video games. And I think that the the most wonderful part of this is, Susan, you have joined Dave and I in the uh, white-hot realm of PlayStation 5 ownership. I have. Yes, I have. So, uh, as I said on the last show, uh, one of our backers procured a PS5 for my husband. As you all know, my, my husband was losing his mind trying to get a PS5. Got him one. Awesome. And then it was like, oh, well, you know, I will sort of low-key try to get myself one. And my husband secured a bundle from GameStop, and he came marching into the room like the proudest guy. He's like, guess what I did? I, so now, I love that, like, when he's not trying, he gets one immediately. I know, I know. <laughs> I also think it's really cool that now that you guys have two of them, you can buy a net and play a regulation game of professional <laughs> tennis. Like, you get... <laughs> they are, they are enormous, so it's true. Big. They are ridiculously huge, yes. Uh, so yes, yes, I, do. I have a PS5 now. Uh, how are you feeling about it? How do you like this machine? I, 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 it's definitely faster. Mm-hmm. I love, see, here's the thing. My, I was still rocking a launch PS4. Yeah. So, so, so my hard drive space was tiny. And I'm very much enjoying the luxury of, oh, well, sure. I'm, I will download that. And maybe I want to play it and maybe I don't. <laughs> because I've never had that ability before. So I'm, I'm, I'm digging that hardcore. I am, like, I thought after, you know, uh, almost two full months that I would be out of the honeymoon period of the enjoying the fast loading, and I'm not. I still mm, think it's, no. it's the most wonderful thing to ever happen in video games. You just technology. turn it on and you're in a game, and it's great. It, it really is. It's pretty fly. The yeah. thing that's bizarre about it is that, <clears throat> I, like, this is going to sound like an exaggeration, but it's a reflection of, like, pampered, awful technology brain. I now find using the Switch excruciating <laughs> because the load times are so comparatively long and I used to only play things on the Switch because it was well, so luxuriously th- fast comparatively. Well, the, the, now the thing for me is like, yeah, it was like the difference between the Switch and the PS4 was that the Switch was seamless and I could hold it in my hands mm-hmm. and it was fast and it's great. PS5, now it's fast. The games look better and run better because, you know, it's obviously just a better, more powerful system. And because I hooked it up to my uh, my internet connection with a wired cable and I can stream it 
to my laptop. So now I get a bigger screen and the streaming quality, like it's it it comes and goes, like depending on how bad the network is. But ninety percent of the time, it's like it's that's great. awesome. So I'm sitting on my bed with my laptop playing games with my DualShock controller. Yeah, like, it, it makes me sad about the Switch, because it's like, well, Yeah, I used p- to... Put that pro out. I, I, like, I was, last night, decided, I was like, I'm gonna play some Animal Crossing before going mm. to bed. And I'm sitting there, like, watching the little island logo bouncing in the bottom. Yeah. And I'm like, what could you possibly be doing, Blathers? <laughs> Just... <laughs> Get me on my island already, which is t- terrible. Like, ooh, I can't wait thirty seconds now. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> but Susan, you said to Dave and I uh, that the the user experience for Sackboy, which you had been playing on your launch yes, PlayStation Four, yes. is a is night and day different now. I I would not say night and day different. Uh, Sackboy on PS Four is great, but okay, so. First of all, if you play a game, a game that can do PS4 or PS5, if you play it on your PS4 and then take it over to your PS5 and get the update to ps 5 it, it wipes your save. Mm-mm. I was one or two levels done from beating Sackboy. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, well, whatever. It's, it's, it's such an enjoyable experience. I don't really mind that much. Mm. And I'm, I'm happy I did because it's so... So much more beautiful mm-hmm. because I mean, obviously in Sackboy, everything is made out of fabric or carpet or, or cardboard or something like that. And those textures come through much more clearly in the, the PS5 version, but also the sound is crisper. Mm. The control is better. The loading is significantly faster. It is, it, it's just a, an overall better aesthetic experience on the PS5 and the PS4. It just is. Mm. Uh, I had one of those moments where realizing, like, the difference that the hardware makes. Last night I was texting you guys about the Resident Evil demo that Mm. came out the night before uh, we're recording this. And we don't have to talk about it because, like, to call it a demo is is really being generous. It's barely interactive. It's barely interactive. But... You know, when it starts, you're just in, like, a, a basement full of torsos and garbage. And I was like, oh. Okay. oh well, that's the Resident Evil the experience Resident right Evil there. Experience. We're right back to Resident Evil 7. And it's really dark. And so I was having a moment where I was like, this doesn't look better than Resident Evil 7. Like, Resident Evil 7 is an amazing-looking game. Mm. And, like, you know, the fidelity of the television I'm playing this on isn't dramatically better, but this isn't. But one of the moments of interactivity <clears> is you get into a room and then crawl through a tunnel to Mm. get out of this dungeon and as I'm crawling through the tunnel you emerge into a room with like a fire in the center of it and gilded walls and I was like oh there it is yeah that's that's (laughs) (laughs) they were hiding they were hiding the pretty graphics in the room outside of the cave oh my gosh uh quick wait question though because i was going to download the demo mm-hmm. and i put in resident evil 8 resident evil or i actually i swear to god i searched for resi oh no <laughs> it never came up oh that's weird um because when i opened the store it was just right there it was just like fascinating Maiden, here's the big when lady. did you check because it might not have been up yet 
Because like if you, it wasn't there, and it wasn't there right after the event. It was there like an oh, hour or two later. Like an hour oh, or so oh, after. I don't recall when I. No, I was looking for it after work. I think okay. yes, it was after work, so it should have been there. But should have. That's been. weird. It, I mean, it's it's there like everything in the okay. uh, in okay. the PlayStation Five store. It's not exactly. It that thing is a crapshoot. I find that's yeah. yeah. See, see, I'm right. You're right. You were doubting me. No, you're right. But like, just like the fact that like there are games on sale, and it's like I just want to browse what games are on sale. Show me the list of the games that are on mm-hmm. sale, and it's like I don't, I don't want to show this to you. Here's how I finally Get, realized. How go right to the you app, were, Dave. I I attempted because there are the the PlayStation Four like library of games that come with PlayStation Plus now. It's like, if you have PlayStation Plus on PlayStation 5, here are, like, the best PS4 games of all time. Mm. Uh, I couldn't find them. And Batman Arkham Knight. For the fucking life of me. Uh, I, oh, like, yeah. No, they're under time. the the subscriptions yes. menu or the PlayStation Plus app on the dashboard. And then in there is a menu to the collections. Oh, yeah. And you go in there, and that's where it shows you, like, all 12 yeah. games. It's... Could be better. Uh, yeah. So, so, like, why didn't why didn't they just anyway? Anyway, go ahead. Yes, I was, I was gonna say. In addition to Sackboy, tell me about the rest of your experience in there. Did have you tried Astrobot? Did you? No. No. Just just no. I, I like, uh, honestly, what it what I what I've done is just take advantage of the bigger hard drive. Like, oh, because there's a Monster Hunter demo on Switch. Yes. And I've never played a Monster Hunter game, so I wanted to try it. Uh, my <laughs> this is terrible. My Switch was unplugged, so I couldn't turn it on from the controller because I play it docked. I didn't want to get up, so I just <laughs> I turned I turned on the PS5 and said, "Oh, I'm sure there's a Monster Hunter game on here somewhere," and I just downloaded it because it was on PS Plus, mm-hmm. and I downloaded it for free. I'm like, okay, I'll just do that. <laughs> See, now, yeah. that's a good I would, one. Though. I would, I would applaud that decision, Susan. But you mm. know that in the new one, so in the one that you downloaded, there's a cat that can go out and hunt monsters. Yes, use a small cat man. Yep. In the one on Switch, however, you get the cat man and a puppy dog who has a sword. Yeah. And you can yeah. ride the puppy dog. So yeah. I know. that's how they get that's you. Just, yeah. And it, that is that is how you get. They're like. We've been trying to get this Susan woman to play this game. <laughs> the cat, the hat, the, the the cats with hats didn't work. The, the cat with the hat didn't work. Okay, we got to we got to bring out the, the big guns, man. Get get the puppy, that dog. <laughs> uh, all right. Release so, the hounds. What are you playing Civ Six on then? On my PS5. You were playing Civ Six on your PlayStation Five. I am indeed. That's, yes. That's a dangerous combination. You, I, we've talked about before. Civ is on my. That's on my no-no list. I'm not allowed. Which to. is which is fair. <laughs> so the last time I played, tried to play Civ, well, it had to be 10, 12 years ago. It was no, no, because uh, Alice was a puppy. So it was like fifteen years ago. It was the last time I tried to play Civ, and it was. It was too much. It just, I got overwhelmed immediately. It was too much information being presented. I couldn't handle it. I'm like, no, thank you. But in the meantime, I have since played games like Polytopia, which is 100% baby's first Civ, and also Surviving Mars, which is that that genre of game. 
And I did, I was great at surviving Mars. So I thought, okay, well, meshing those two things, I think I have the fundamentals necessary to perhaps be, be capable of playing this game now. And with the, you know, the, the, the gorgeousness of what the PS5 can do, everything will be big enough that I can see what's going on and understand what all these little icons are and stuff. So I did that. Uh, the tutorial is trash, and here's why. It wants to tell you everything you can do in Civ. It's like, dude, I just gotta understand what buttons do what first. It's like, yes, I understand that. I'm going to tell you that, and then I'm going to tell you about fighting people, and then I'm going to tell you about government, and then I'm going to tell you about your technology tree, and then I'm going to tell you about your civics tree, and then I'm going to tell you about wonders. And it just it just keeps going and going and going and going, and you have had no time to grasp or do anything, because it should be like, okay, let's, inter let's teach you how to train a warrior mm. so that you can defend your city. Okay, cool. And it should let you do that. And then it should, but it doesn't. It's like, oh, no, we got a schedule to keep. We got product to move. No, uh-uh, can't slow down. Now, oh, your builder. You got to move the builder over to make a farm. You know why, you know why to farm? F food. You got to feed your people. You got to feed the people. You got to give them a place to live. Move on. Let's go. No, no time to stop. Let's talk about water. It's just, <laughs> oh, it's just, it was too much. So I just started playing the game on Super Baby and... The Super big. learning by playing, and it's been a much more pleasant experience. Is Gandhi? Does Gandhi show up to like <laughs> be? But he's like a little like water babies. Gandhi it's, it's in the like diaper. The, I was gonna say, yeah, it's like the or it's like the 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 difficulty menu in Wolfenstein, where it shows BJ with the pacifier in his mouth. This is so surprising to me, Susan, because now I I also haven't played Civ in many years. Uh, it is, in fact, like. It's troubling that I can tell you the exact timeline, but it has been 13 years since I played Civ when I learned on Civ 3. Uh, yeah, that was my that was my first one, too. But the thing is, is I, I played at demo sessions uh, <clears throat> shortly after getting into the video game world, another Civ, and I thought that they fixed this problem many years ago with the uh, very well-respected at the time Wii and 360 game called Civ Revolution. and it, Yeah, brother, that was the one I tried. Right, okay. And it was it was too much. Was it, it was too much? too much, yeah. Because it's just... Although at that time I had never played anything like that. And I was sure. playing it because it was supposed to be the, the gentle onboarding uh, yeah, for Civ. Yeah, I heard that like they, that was the one where they cracked open the learning process and i mean comparatively when i learned to play civ 3 i literally had another human being sitting next mm -hmm. to me walking me through everything yeah and so when i tried civ revolution and obviously you know uh, sitting at a two-hour demo in a poorly ventilated hotel room uh you know you're, you're like, of course, this is fine. This is this is totally normal. This is how a video game is played. This is how yeah. this is the user experience everyone has. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, once you decided to kick it down to Super Baby, yep. Was it? Are you having fun? Like, do you actually like it? Have you penetrated the veil? I, I do, I do, because, because since it's on Super Baby, 
I can... You have more time to figure out... <laughs> Dave's just losing it over Super Baby. It's <laughs> my favorite. Super Baby. It's one word, too. You, yeah, obviously. So you have time to... Because it, 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 it's it's easier, there's, there's much less pressure. Although the other sieves will eventually start encroaching on your territory, mm-hmm. and they'll they'll push you to make deals and align with them and, and all that sort of thing, it goes much more slowly. Mm-hmm. So I have time to, okay, I need to send a settler out to go over there. Okay, now what? All right, now I need a builder. Okay. And it's, it's getting used to the... Um, your your uh, uh, tech tree, like the first time I played it, I I was on the coast, so I was like, oh well, I I want to. There's fish in there. I want to fish, so let me let me research boats. Yeah, sweet. You need to research other things first, like <laughs> farming. You know, the wheel. These are important, and that's something I learned by doing it. And then Teddy Roosevelt coming up and saying, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take all of your stuff. So <laughs> that bespectacled bastard. I know the prick. I was really angry with him. So, uh, but but then I learned like, oh, okay, no, I I I have to lay certain foundations, and then I can specialize once I've gotten that part because you need to have. I'm going for the um the the fighting dominance, the military dominance, because I know it's like the less satisfying and blah blah blah. Whatever, it's the easiest to understand. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you have stronger people than the other dude, you win. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's, it's just an easier concept. So, uh, so that's like, okay, so then I need the technology that becomes the foundation of a strong military, which is, you know, bronze and then iron and engineering and the things that lead you to a, a better equipped army and better weapons and so on and so forth. Um, this genre is 4X. Is that what it's called? 4X yep. games? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have sort of developed in a very short period of time, like four years, this sort of sommelier's palette for 4X games because of things, uh, the Mars game, the, the this just mm-hmm. panoply of sim games that you've been playing. To go back to the one that is considered the template for all of these is that actually satisfying? Because you've had all these other like super specialized experiences yeah, with surviving yeah. Mars. With I, yeah. I know you loved that Jurassic Park game. Oh God, I loved it so much. Yeah, to, yes. So to go back and have it be like Cleopatra says that these trains <laughs> suck, and you should probably learn to do it better. Like ah, I don't know how that would feel. Like it, it like that. That's a really really good question and a really valid point. I like it because when I, the one thing I I, I frequently say about video games is that I don't like the realistic stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't like, take Grand Theft Auto, put it on a space station, I will play it until my hands go numb. But on, you know, in, in, in New York or whatever city they, or Miami or whatever, I don't care because that's not of interest to me because that's not escapism to me. What's interesting is in going back to Civ, although it's because I because like you said, like I've raised dinosaurs and I've had a Mars colony. 
And I picked up skills from doing those things. And now I can apply them to a fantasized version of reality. Mm. And, and I can lend my common sense to that. I understand things like you need uh, irrigation for, for farming to advance. Sewers, one of the most important technological advances in human history. Those kinds of things. So I, I by it being based in in reality, that gives me the entree into it. If 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 I I would never have stuck with it, putting those thing two things together. This this genre that I didn't know anything about plus reality. Because it was, it, you know, it's, I'm having a really hard time learning, so I'm not getting fun from that, and I'm not getting fun from the reality part, so F you. This way, I'm, I have a better mastery of the skills required to actually play and and do things in the game, you know, achieve things in the game, like, woo, yay, I've advanced to the next stage because I figured out how to uh, defend my city, yay. So I'm I'm progressing because I have, I have done Jurassic Park and I have done Surviving mm. Mars. And so that balances with the, the fact that this is based on real civilizations. Have you finished it? Did you, did you, oh, did you, no, no? Jesus, what? no, well, I, know, no. I, know, I know that like, I'm currently getting my, my ass kicked by, uh, oh, someone from Mesopotamia. So, you know, those freaking Mesopotamians, you know. Yeah. He's like pissed at me because I don't fight enough or something, or he's mad at the Germans. I don't know. He's got, uh, who isn't these days? Well, that's fair. <laughs> my my daughter got a uh, a book uh, of its stories about strong women, and that's it's just oh, it, cool. it's every single page is one. And we were reading through it the other day, and the fifth page was Angela Merkel. And okay. speaking of like, the the Germans uh, needing to deal with the modern world, and man. That that lady has dealt with some business. She needs to be in Civ as like one of the leaders if you're going for the enlightenment victory where everybody yeah. then goes into space. She should be the person that you have in that damn game cuz she is a badass. Uh who has in that vein who's appeared in the game. So we had Teddy Roosevelt. We had Teddy Roosevelt, Cleopatra, um, some Sumerian guy, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And... Oh, lots of barbarians. I've just had to deal with a lot of barbarians. <laughs> barbarians. Yeah, you probably haven't even, it's possible you haven't even met, met everyone yet. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. You don't no. in a single game, I don't think. I don't think. Oh, and some dude from Australia. You, who was like, good day, mate. Crocodile Dundee. Oh, boy. Steve Irwin. Yeah, we, yes, it was... It, it, was, <laughs> it would have been great if it was Steve Irwin. That would have been so cool. <laughs> Crikey, Steve, Leon. Steve Irwin. Um, yeah, I see, I ask if you've beaten it, and then I have to remind myself that the first time I played, I did see the Enlightenment ending. Uh, oh! Because I played co-op with uh, my, then, oh. my then roommate who was teaching me to play. Right, right, right. And the, right, the right. whole reason that it's on the no-no list is that we started playing at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Yep. And we, st we stopped at 6 p.m. on Monday. Yeah. And I yeah. And like that was that was a hard that was a moment where I said, you know what? I'm gonna go to bed, take a second day off work, <laughs> and, 
This is, I'm 26, it's all right, it's fine, and I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's cool. I, I like it. I like, I would love to try Civ 6 conceptually. Yeah. Maybe at some point. So, uh, dude, well, it's, it's what? like, like getting a fix again. Like, you just, just one, I just, I just need, I just need one turn, man. Just what, just, I just need it's fine. one turn to see how it plays. Well, I just gotta know. What's nice about something like Jurassic World Evolution or Surviving Mars, there aren't multiple ways to play. Sure. Like, there isn't the, the, the enlightened ending versus the philosophy ending versus, well, that doesn't exist. Mm. Like in Jurassic World, it's just you just keep making more money. So eventually, you're like, "Well, I've 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 made all the dinosaurs, <laughs> and none of my guests are getting eaten anymore." So I guess I'm done. Has B you know, has BD Wong tried to steal from you yet? That's always the question. Yes, yes. <laughs> that actually yeah. happened. No, yeah, no. Okay, so yeah, so what he does. Is like okay. So what happens in Jurassic World Evolution is different characters will come to you and ask you to pursue different lines of research or different specialities or whatever. Like your security dude will be like, "You got to spend a whole lot of money on security because otherwise people are going to get eaten." And you're like, "Yeah, dude, shut up." And then Beanie Wong comes to you and is like, <laughs> "Do you know what the guests really like?" Oh, Wong. oh shit! Come on. Yeah, yeah. If you made this kind of kinky ass dinosaur, <laughs> and you're like. You're like, is this really for the guests or is this just for your porn? This is like a sex thing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so yeah, so that's and then you can say yes or no, and you it, it, he either gives you money or or then nanny doesn't like you and, and stuff like that. Yeah. B D Wong, you cad. Uh, yes, Susan. I want to hear about the third game you've been playing, but before we get to it, I feel like the Civ conversation dovetails nicely into the the uh, other of the three of us who's been indulging in historical revisionism. <laughs> Dave, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce Dave Roberts, the man who stabbed the Pope. Uh, did you know Dante Alighieri was an uh, assassin? <laughs> did you know that? <laughs> I, did, I did. The guy, the guy who wrote Inferno. I did it. He's, he's an assassin. He did. That's what he, he, he was he writing about people. the That's aliens in Eden. The, <laughs> the ancient aliens in their their light garden. Machiavelli, also an assassin. Uh, Dave Roberts, da Vinci, you, you he's, played he's, Assassin's he's, Creed 2. 2009's yeah. Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah, ev everyone's favorite. Um, man, I mean, that game's... Oh, yeah. It's still good. Yeah, like, so... Um, I, it was on sale on PSN for like 10 bucks, the Ezio collection on oh, PS4. all of them. It wasn't just... A, I was going to say, Assassin's Creed 2 is still $10? That's amazing. No, the, no, the Ezio collection, which has two Brotherhood and Revelations, which, again, just... <laughs> banner subtitles. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to... I want to... I want to go back because I remember really liking these games, and that, like those are the reasons why I fell in love with the series. Was like you know the 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 batshit modern day stuff with the the Da Vinci Code style. It's the like the Apple of Eden. It's secret societies and um, uh, the precursor sort of uh, 
races that they're built everything and are controlling human events through time um and just like at the time it was like they like they figured out open world design they figured it out they they found a way to make moving through a large world and all the different systems and stuff uh seamless and and interesting and allow you to come up with different solutions to solve problems and i feel like it became an evolutionary dead end mm. it did because yeah because like i mean we've talked about this before the consumption mm -hmm. that um ubisoft games in particular went down like you play a game like unity and it's just icon vomit all over the screen mm. but um i also played ghost of tsushima over the the past month or so and man like these games have not changed no. <laughs> <laughs> at all uh and and it's it's kind of like it's on on the one hand uh having a list of things to do is nice like just going to a location and doing a quest and it's like like i just like it's it's a nice thing to zone out and like I put podcasts on while I'm knocking out side quests in Assassin's Creed 2 or something. And I did that for Ghost of Tsushima too. But I don't know. Like they keep trotting these games out as like this is the next big thing from Sony, Ghost of Tsushima. It's very pretty. It is very but, pretty. But you play it and it's just like this is like every other game. Well, with a little, little, little bit different, just to. I mean, we we can get into. I, I want to talk about this in a little bit more depth in a few minutes because I want to hear more about Assassin's Creed and Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. But I also just recently played through uh, Miles Morales, the the mm, Spider Man uh -huh. sequel, um, and I I really like Spider Man and I really like Miles Morales. Uh, I enjoy those games, but I don't like them because of, like, what they want me to do is a video game. Because <laughs> you can't get more basic-ass open-world stuff than that. And uh, honestly, like, I, I kicked Miles Morales down to Super Baby uh, the moment <laughs> I started playing it. Because it's just like, go here, here's another icon, you want to collect this? Oh man, there's another. Now there's a purple icon. You go to that spot and look for it, yeah. and then you got that and one. You get, go get the gadget. Other one. You get to get the gadget I, upgrades from the side I, quests and upgrade your gadgets. And, uh, upgrade. And, I like. I upgraded my gadgets repeatedly, and like it was cool when I would unlock a new suit because it was something else to look at. But like, you know, I, I played through that game start to finish because of the utter sensual pleasure of swinging through fake New York City. And that's enough. But all of the stuff that you're talking about, Dave, which is, it's no different than what you would have seen in Assassin's Creed 2 yeah. 13... 12 years ago. 12 years ago. Forgive me. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. And, and and to that point, like, that's why I think, like, that's why Assassin's Creed uh, not not gets a pass, but like, why it's it's stood up better for me than Ghost of Tsushima is because again, like, movement through that world is just as important as the things you do in it. Like, granted, it's old and there are there were times in it when I'm, like, trying to jump from this ledge to that <laughs> ledge over there, but they make you jump. 
this way because of like I guess the angle was wrong on the analog stick and suddenly I just plummet to my death because uh, thanks game <laughs> but still but still like the, the the movement through that world is the the driving motivation to explore mm. it because you're like oh I get to climb on this this cool thing here's a tower like back when climbing towers wasn't passe yeah but, it, but like. Even when it became passe in Assassin's Creed, it was still fun because each tower was like a little mini puzzle that you had to solve. You're like, okay, well, the handhold, the, the, I need to get up here. These handholds stop. What's the other way that I need to get? And sometimes you have to like jump back and go around and stuff like that. And the things like Ghost of Tsushima has moments like that too. There are these shrines that you'll find and a lot of them are on these like like the this rock like spire up in the middle of this thing and normally there's just like a wooden bridge that goes up to it but the bridges are all destroyed because the mongols have invaded so you need to get up to that shrine and usually there are like ledges that you can climb on and then there's like a grapple point and then like you're just like wending your way through this space and like that's great uh, and then you finally get there, and there's this just this moment of, like, you see the expanse of land before you, and you get the item from the shrine, and like, okay, that's cool. But then you get down to the ground, and, like, it's really pretty. Don't get me wrong, like, the, the, the it's, like, nothing but pretty. Like, it's, like, rainy and foggy and, like, multicolored leaves blowing all over the place. It's just a gorgeous game. But your movement through it is just, get on your horse. Ride to the next spot. Get off the horse. Collect the thing. Or, you know, the, the find the fox. The the fox that is like will lead you to a shrine, or um, go to this. Like you'll find an encampment, and you'll defeat the Mongols at the encampment, and then the Mongols will no longer be at the encampment, and you'll get some experience points. And it's all just like it's it just bleeds together into this like open world mush it's like like gruel <laughs> and like you know, the, there is something like i said there's something pleasing to it i can just like zone out and do it but even the story like like any time that you deviate from the main story which i also have issues mm. with with all, all, the 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 biggest issue of of it, it 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 does the the as we say in the games industry ludo narrative dissonance oh god I, you're dead where, to me where the uh. game the game tells you uh, you're a bad person for using stealth ninjas. You're going against the warrior's code to use stealth and oh, defeat up. your enemy from the shadows. But it's like the most efficient way to get through combat scenarios. And there are also like full upgrade trees for your ghost skills. Well, and yeah. you're becoming yeah. But like every character in the game tells like calls you an asshole for doing it, and oh, you also trash. feel really bad for it. It's the kind of thing because like it's made by Sucker Punch. And uh, who made Infamous before this. And all those games have a morality system. You're either good or evil. Mm. And it makes me think that they started with something. Mm. That you either went ghost or you went... Like, you you adhered to the code of the samurai. And it got taken out at some point. Mm. Because there's still, like... The story wants to make you feel bad for doing it. But there's no reason not to. 
Right. In fact, in fact, you're like anyway. But like that aside, like there's some really great moments. It's a beautiful game. The PS5, uh, it runs at 4K, 60 frames a second, locked, and it's absolutely stunning. And if you stick to that main story, or just do like the main side quest missions, which involve the like the seven sort of characters, they're not samurai. Sure, it's not seven samurai. Sure, but, you, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting people uh, and like help them with their own mission, and they have like the the missions have have their own arcs, like the one of the 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 archer. Uh, Sensei Ishikawa, who's played by uh, what's his name, the guy who played the do- the the doctor from Lost, Anthony, you know, the doctor from the, Lost, the, the, the guy, the guy, he was yeah, uh, yeah, the Dar- Daniel the Dar- Yes, no, no, uh, the the Dharma Initiative guy who shows up in like all the oh different guy. the footage that they find. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah, guy. Okay, yeah, he's really yeah, good he's in, in it. Like but the yeah, real like, to real he, things that they find in the bunker. Yeah. Okay. Oh, um. But he's like one of his students has uh, decided to use the training that she got from him to help the Mongols out, and so like you're following him around, and like he's conflicted because she's using her knowledge to like hurt her own people. Uh, there's like there's interesting stuff there, but anytime you you deviate away from the main side quest and the main story and do any any of the open world stuff in that game. It just becomes, it's so boring. It's, it's so boring. It's so funny that you were talking about this format being the evolutionary dead end. And then I'm glad you brought up infamous because infamous one came out exactly five months before Assassin's Creed two did. And infamous one had the exact same goddamn problem. That you're talking it's about, the same, yeah, it's Tsushima. the same fucking game. Twelve years ago, yeah, and yeah, I just I don't know. Like it, it feels like, like I get why they do it because they want they want one they want a longer game so players feel like they got value right. out of the game, right? And two, yeah, right. <laughs> but two, two, they also they want to have the space that you inhabit be as important as the story that they want to tell. So they want, they, you know, they want, um, like you're, you're not just going from mission to mission. You are exploring Japan. You are a person moving through the world and living in it and interacting with systems that play out in it, which again, but in like in this game, it's not like metal gear, which is all just systems. It's like, Oh, occasionally some, some Mongols will be on a path and you can just ride your horse around and it's fine. You know what? So you're talking about this has put me in mind of elder scrolls oblivion, which is the last elder scrolls game I've, I say it like I, I didn't play Skyrim that much. Yeah, I only played like <laughs> sixty hours. Three hundred hours over five. <laughs> Whatever. Platforms. No, I. It was only double digit hours. Uh, but so I loved just wandering around. Like I always had quests that were were happening. But I would, you know, like I'd be walking or walking through the countryside, and I'd see, oh, there's a cave. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wonder what's in that cave, and I wonder if. The game wasn't telling me, go to all the caves or go to, like, if you want to go to the shrine, knock yourself out. It'll give you a bonus for a little while, whatevs. 
it was there if you wanted to and 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 if you didn't you didn't feel like you were missing stuff yeah susan it's funny you should say that because i think that the reason that people responded to breath of the wild in the way that they did was elder scrolls oblivion and skyrim are the ones that i played the most i played like a little bit of morrowind Mm. but like i never got like the story pleasure that was morrowind i i played oblivion and skyrim which were more just like go play and i you know both both of them same thing it's like oh i hated those games i only spent 60 hours playing them both (laughs) and i think that you're 100 correct that the reason that people think of them so fondly compared to what dave is talking about is because there's no Mm -hmm. imposition like there's that element of discovery but like for me the reason that skyrim ended up being like a meaningless experience for me like i've told you guys about like my operation fish in the pocket thing with yes yes all right well i'm gonna boost up my stealth stat but like i ended up having this level 60 character because not only did i do that but like you it was like there's a cave i'll go check it out oh i got like this pile of dragon bones and rare material now maybe i'll go see what i can make with it and then i went and i like mastered the art like the blacksmithing skill and i you know at the end of 50 plus hours it's like now you're clothed in the bones of the gods dragonborn go forth and i'm like fuck that i feel (laughs) empty inside because it it didn't have anything to do with the world like it was just nothing Mm. and breath of the wild took that freedom format of like just go out there just go out there we'll never tell you what to do just go do stuff but then they found a way to meld everything you could possibly do into an ultimate sort of strengthening goal Mm. like Mm. like the the sense of impermanence of everything in that world is so all-encompassing until you get to the end and then you get to the end and it's like all of it meant something and you know i i think the funny thing is is you know like yes that old open world format was an evolutionary dead end nobody's been able to take it anywhere but they've been able to use pieces of it to you know create launch points for everything else like you don't have the witcher 3 without that assassin's creed model and Mm -hmm. you know they were like what if we took that model and we're just like let's tell the densest craziest stories we possibly can and every yeah. little icon leads to more pieces of other stories and or you look at um you know, like another really good example you brought up Dave Metal Gear Solid 5 Metal Gear Solid 5 was like ah let's create that open world format where it's like icon 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 but really what we're giving you is a system to figure out how to play in different ways. Yeah, well, and the thing, like, the the game was actually, like, all the icons weren't, they weren't, like, mission mm-hmm. markers or whatever. You got all of your missions from, like, the central hub yeah, in your helicopter. But it was, like, if you just wanted, like, to go in, you go in, and then the whole thing was just, like, a clockwork sort of mechanism. Soldiers would move around, uh, and you could just explore that space. It wasn't, like... There was nothing there to tell, other than, like, if you took a mission, be like, you have to go here and, like, kill this guy. Figure it out. But, like, that guy was all the way, like, 
half a mile up north and there were like multiple encampments that you had to get around you didn't have to capture them to make them that's the other thing is that like like all these games that come out that do something with the open world system like we talk about witcher 3 or metal gears they they take those lessons and then they make them their own. Whereas, like Ghost of Tsushima goes the opposite direction, which is just like back to base. Yeah, like here's, yeah, well, here's okay. So we need something to give you more health when you play. We'll just we'll put a bunch of hot springs. There are like ten hot springs across the island, and they'll they'll all give you a little bit more health. And you can there's like it'll there's a menu that will tell you how many hot springs you found. And there's a little thing that you can unlock that will guide you to where all the hot springs are if you want it. Uh, oh, and then here's a thing that gives you a little bit extra stamina. You can you, you can do there are seven of these things that you can do. Oh god! Uh, there are there are there are eight duels on the island that you can do. Here's where they are. Uh, and then once you do them, you will finish a quest. It's just like that that kind of thing where it feels less like like you're not exploring a world. You're just moving from thing to thing, and by the end of it, and ticking and ticking boxes. Yeah, yeah. it's a chore list. Yeah, it's a chore list. Yeah, and the, there is some like a there. I beat it. I played it, the whole thing, and I like I enjoyed it while I was playing it. But it wasn't because it was uh, novel or deep or meaningful. It was because it was the thing that I had in front of me. And I had some time to kill. <laughs> the the ultimate you know? indictment of the open world game. Susan, what were you? I oh, I was I was just thinking that I think for me where the whole open world formula went wrong is when it started sprinkling in the it's like the like the fights in Spider Man or or the you know police. Uh, requests for backup in cyberpunk that are sprinkled all over the map. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. every time you rock up to it and it exists solely. It's a, it's, it's a vending machine. You're going to get a certain amount of XP and money out of it. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. There's no, it's not interesting. It's, it's just, it's mechanical, boring. I'm much more interested in, like a God of War approach where, yeah, there's there's stuff to find throughout the game. And you find it by exploring. And then you'll get to, you'll, you'll find something and say, oh, there's a chest over there. Gosh, I don't know how to get to it. And so it's more like exploration, puzzle solving. And you know what? You can ignore it if you want to. If you're, if you don't care, then fine. Then just go do the main story. And I would love it if open world games did more of that and i feel like that is something that elder scrolls does go look around you might find if you go into that cave you might find a spoon then again you might find a troll with really awesome loot you don't know just whatever one of my favorite moments in video games was when i was playing fallout 3 and i was just dicking around yeah. And like one of the quests, like it was, it was, I was on the part of the main story quest chain where you're supposed to go to the ship 
that's on the shore because there's a whole quest line you got to do because you're like you're looking for your dad yeah these people on the ship know where your dad is and i was just fucking around and i stumbled across a gas station and i looked in the gas station and i found a switch and i flipped the switch and a stair dropped down and i went down the stairs and there was my dad and i (gasps) skipped like like I ended up going back because at that time I was like I gotta get the achievements you can't take this away from me uh, so I, I did go back and I completed those quests but yeah like I squi- skipped like that's amazing half the game doing that and that's the kind of shit that like Ghost of Tsushima is not like I mean it's not that kind of game for one right, it's right. not like, like it has a story that it wants to tell and it wants you to experience mission by mission but like too many open world games just don't have the they don't think the player's intelligent enough to mm-hmm. like think that that's cool. And, like yeah. that's ultimately the thing that I kept thinking about while playing Spider-Man because the the Susan you were just describing it the endless tide of like oh no there's another mugging. Oh no, there's <laughs> another shootout. Like, number one, motherfucker, I don't care if you are living in the Marvel Universe in New York City. It's not happening. There aren't 10,000 muggings in a single day. There's just not. Like, and I don't, I, I think the developers and publishers, the people pouring these tens of millions of games, or dollars into these games, need to have the confidence that players will not care if that shit's not there. Like, if it wasn't there... Who's going to complain? Yeah, well, yeah. Who's going on Twitter saying, "I want all the random paddles in the map what? so I can go get the balloon for the kid, and I can get shut up." No, you don't. No. Yeah. Well, I, or, but, yeah. or if you do want that, you're also the person who wants to have the tapping on the X button to open a door. Yeah. Or to lift up something really heavy, you're that person, and you know what? Then your opinion isn't yeah, valid. Yeah, you you are dismissed. Go go. Yeah. Like it's go it's it's the it's the people like it's the people on forum threads uh, who complain when a game is like five hours shorter than the next exactly. one or whatever. Yeah. like that. That's the thing. Like, cause that's all it is. It's that like this game is twenty hours long. We need it to be twenty five. Yep. What can we? Yep. Do? Yep. Yep. Like, Spider Man is. I, I think it took me seven hours to finish it all told and was it Ma- miles, morales? miles morales and that's like yeah. I, you know i did most of what you can do and i i will say that i didn't mind going through and like of course it's an open world game so there's just like collect the 20 things go find the 20 yeah. things find the backpacks I, find I, the... I didn't mind it in this case because the thing that is like the the greatest joy in the Spider-Man game is just swinging around. Like I never mm-hmm. use the fast travel because I just want yeah, to do fair, that. Fair. And yeah. it, it, at least, you know, it's like narratively significant. Like you are going over a time capsule hunt uh, for things that you and your like best mm. friend in junior high hit around the city. So it's fun to go and visit the landmarks and just swing around and climb deeply pleasurable cool but i didn't stop for a single fight where it's like oh miles there's a there's a car jacking happen i don't do i don't give a shit i don't care i don't care 
It's not gonna. It's not gonna change. He probably needs the car anyway. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's not gonna change my experience of this game in a way that's meaningful. And man, the thing that yeah. goes hand in hand with that, and it's something that a lot of games, a lot of games have a problem with. And Assassin's Creed was guilty of this way back when, especially with like the first two, is the the like tediousness of combat. Where it's like, oh man, well, you're gonna. Mm-hmm. The, the super powered freak man needs to punch a mugger 78 times because you need justification for leveling up. Stop it. Stop leveling up. Spider Man doesn't, like, get stronger because he, you know, suddenly yeah, yeah. tied up a bank robber. It's. Like, he's not working the heavy bag. You know what I'm saying? Like. What? He's got he's got what he's got because the thing that's yeah. ridiculous is that there is there are actual narrative justifications for learning new skills in that game. Like the idea mm-hmm. is Miles Morales is young, he's just starting out, and Peter <gasps> Parker's okay. out of town, and Peter Parker is like, "Hey, while you're gone, I set up training spots for you oh, nice. to learn how to oh, be Spider Man. Like just have it be that. Why do I have to have it be like level up?" 50 XP, 90 experience points. Because if it's because if it's not there, people will notice. Because people because the Skinner people are conditioned to want the Skinner box. The numbers have to go up, Anthony. The numbers must flow. Broccoli, but it's good for them. Fiber is good for them. (laughs) I'm not I'm not gonna eat broccoli. Greens! You gotta have greens though. There needs to be some Mm. chlorophyll. Cauliflower? Anything. Um so, Actually, roasted broccoli is delicious. But before we before we get, get to the weird ass adventure game uh, of the evening, there there is a reason I wanted to talk to you guys about Spider Man because I had a very I, I can't remember the last time. Well, let's put Hideo Kojima to the side. We'll put Death Stranding over here. But the last no, put him in his cage. He's, he's going he's not allowed to talk right into the booth. <laughs> He's not allowed to talk. But I can't remember the last time that a AAA game gave me a moment of, like, true ethical thoughtfulness. Ooh, Um, okay. I'm intrigued. Right. So, uh, I'm swinging around in Miles Morales, and the game does not draw attention to this. It does not shove this down your throat. It is simply there. There is mm. a building-sized mural that says Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter. Mm-hmm. And it is right there. And I saw it and I was like, fuck yeah, that is fucking awesome. Holy crap. And then as I went through the game, uh, you you have a phone with you and people, like citizens, can submit requests to Spider-Man mm. to help mm-hmm. them. And so I started taking those side missions. And it's one of those moments where it's like Insomniac... Insomniac does the worst open world shit in the world. Like Sunset Overdrive is a cascade of open world terribleness. (laughs) You you got a toilet paper. That's pretty cool. But this... (laughs) I locked a new fedora. Uh, (laughs) This, like, this... these, These cell phone missions are actually really good. They're really good. And none of them are replicated. Okay. They're all unique missions that are totally optional. You mm-hmm. get a message. There's a bodega in your neighborhood. They've been robbed. 
and then you have to go through the city to find the truck where the stolen goods are. It's great. So I did all of the cell phone missions, and when you do them all, again, game doesn't draw attention to this fact. It just says, hey, you get a text message that says the community chipped in and got you a present, Spider-Man. And the icon in the map doesn't draw attention to it, leads you right back to the Black Lives Matter mural. And oh! at the base of it is like a wrapped in newspaper package. And it just says, thank you for helping, you know, like regular people. And you yeah. unlock it. And inside is a black and yellow Spider-Man suit called Uptown Pride. And I like, I was legitimately taken aback by this. And then I like turned off the game and sat in my chair thinking about it for a little longer. And I started to almost get irked though, because I was like, here is like Sony being like, Sony is a proud upstanding company. And we bring yeah. you the bl- we support the Black Lives Matter yes. movement. It, Hashtag okay. Black Lives and Matter. Sony being like Sony brings you Black Lives Matter TM, the Sony version of Black Lives Matter. Uh, this is us and our social responsibility, and nobody was underpaid under his extreme work conditions. Well, yeah, sure, sure. Well, and like, there's a there's a great article that uh, Gita Jackson wrote about that game, and just like how, like. I mean, that game has a really weird relationship with it's, cops. It, well, it, it's, it's, it's yeah. weird, especially compared to the real version of New York right Dude, now. It's, got, it's, it's got an incredibly weird relationship weird. to, you know, the the socioeconomic landscape of real people's lives. There is another mission yeah. later in the game where uh, there is a homeless shelter and their water main breaks. So Spider-Man's going around trying to fix the water main. And you find right. out that it's been sabotaged. And the reason it's been sabotaged is a crime boss is trying to get the homeless shelter gone. And then the game talks about, like, if there are not social services in an area, crime increases. And Spider-Man flat out says, a crime boss needs there to be crime in the neighborhood to be a crime boss. And that's a very fucking compelling thing for any video game to say. And... Mm-hmm. So that was the conundrum of this moment. And the thing is, is I I thought about it a lot and I realized that both things can be true. There it is. There is, I cannot believe, I cannot believe we live in a moment where something that incendiary and noble can be in a game that's going to be played by more people than any other fucking game on the planet. I like exactly. I, I couldn't like. I can't believe that's possible now. It's crazy to me that you can put that kind of statement in the biggest game. And thirty years ago, Nintendo, Nintendo took crucifixes out of Dragon Quest, like the safest symbol in the United States that you can put in something and not expect a kerfuffle. 12 years ago, how many different, what, what, like we had, uh, God, uh, Leland Yee, was that his name? The guy in California? Oh, Senator Yee. Didn't he get arrested on like, (laughs) yeah, gun trafficking? Gun trafficking, racketeering, that guy's a criminal. But he said, that no, no 
nothing in the world was more dangerous to young people than video games. And he, like, was one of those people that hopped on the, like, Mass Effect 2 has sex in it bandwagon. That was only 10 yep. years ago. So to have, like, this this message of, of true social positivity, of true cultural support in the game, I like, I think it negates the corporate cynicism. And it, it here's yeah. like here let me pose you this question. Please. Charitable donations are tax deductible. Right. <laughs> yeah. You want someone to make a charitable donation because it's the right thing to do because it will feed starving people or help the homeless or whatever. Does it matter ultimately? If they give a million dollars to charity because they want the tax break or because it's the goodness of their heart, does it matter to the to the people benefiting? I argue no, it does yeah. not. I, I, and I think you're completely right. And the, the night that I was sitting there playing the game, it made me, for very obvious reasons, think of Colin Kaepernick and Colin Kaepernick mm. appearing in those Nike commercials. And I've had trouble thinking about that like like nike is a monstrous company yeah well like did wasn't there a documentary on espn which is owned by disney like yeah like <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah. like and, yeah and, but you know and like i i sat there and i'm like how does colin kaepernick square appearing in a commercial for a company that like 15 years ago had to you know go to trial because they were you know employing five-year-olds to make their shoes around the world because because yeah. the eight-year-old black kid doesn't know that. the eight-year-old black kid doesn't know that and it matters that he's there it matters that he is standing next to this icon because it's still a way to reach them and i was like yeah i don't i don't care that it's sony being like sony brings to you a very important message on the playstation 5 it doesn't matter because the message is still yeah, a good yeah. one and it's still an important one and it yeah. And it well, fucking got me. It got me. It's like it's like our friend uh, anarchist Sonic the Hedgehog says: "There's no ethical <laughs> consumption under capitalism." <laughs> so, you know, you have to you have to take the messages mm -hmm. that and like you know like yeah like you said both things can exist. You have to take the messages and do something with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. outside of you know like like the, the kid who sees colin kaepernick in the nike ad like it can't just be oh i want to buy nikes it has to be we have to change the way that things are going yeah. we have to do something about it and well, or that, ha that or has I, to be worth it i argue that i i, I argue that point because we're not e we're not even at the point where the eight-year-old black kid who sees colin kaepernick in an ad can see himself right can envision yeah. if I put in the work, if I can, I can, I can aspire to greatness. You know, it, it, the thing that, that's great about Miles Morales is, yeah, okay, you get this really, this bitchin' suit for helping your community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You, you as a, as a brown young person, reach out and support your community and they are appreciative yeah. and they get together with, even though the fact that like, they're just trying to get through day to day as well. Like it's not like they got money everywhere, but they pulled together to to show their appreciation for you. That's such an incredible message awesome. mm -hmm. to convey via a, a you know a multi million dollar 
video yeah. game. I, 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 it really knocked me out. And, you know, yeah. the rest of the game, frankly, didn't. Like, I, I, yeah. you know, I, 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 I played through it because I liked being there and I liked <laughs> that little side stuff. But man, the like sixth stage final boss, I was like fucking <laughs> rat oh, it no. the fuck <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh. If I, I guys, there's the heavy boss. You have to trick him into running into a wall. Oh, oh, oh no. just to, to the little to the lion's cover's yes. head to let you know that you can jump over yes. him. Stop it. And you it. have to do it like three times. Oh. Come on, man! It's 2021. We should be past. Oh, oh my God! Um, I'm sorry. Did Capcom actually stuff make I, this game? <laughs> I, I, Come there's on! Not enough, there's not enough heavy metal in I, this game. I, for I will say I was super invested in the plot, though, because it is Miles, uh, Miles Morales versus the evil giant corporation. And I did what I always do in all your open world games in New York. I went to my block and yeah, yeah. and the fucking evil corporation built their tower, their power, their <gasps> skyscraper on my block in Harlem. And I won't gentrifying assholes. It sucked. It sucked. <laughs> it's a bastard. Um, okay, everybody to bring it home today. One more game. Uh, Susan has been sharing screenshots from and it just it's just what the shit is this game <laughs> it, it, well you want to talk about ethical dilemmas <laughs> this 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 game wow so okay I described this as the game that is Anthony if he was a Japanese detective Plausible. with a girl with a girl in his Plausible. eye. Plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, it, is, it is by the creator of uh, 999 and Virtue's Last Reward and Zero Escape, and it is very much in that vein of game. It's a visual novel with some puzzle elements in it that has multiple endings, and you have to get all of them to get oh. the full picture. You only gain access to certain endings once you've unlocked certain other endings. So, like, the first couple times you finish the game, it's unsatisfying because you're like, but... And it's like, the case is still open. Son of a... So you... Okay, fine. Oh, did you say what the name of the game is for the, the oh, listeners? It's, uh, uh, you're right. Uh, AI <laughs> Somnium... Somnium, Somnium Files. Somnium Files. Somnium Files. There you go. I love oh. and I love that the name of the game is like three puns in one because it's like I as an eyeball, AI as an artificial intelligence, like I also meaning love and Jap... It's... It's ridiculous. And, anyway. it, yeah, there's a and, <laughs> and it it there's another character there's a character in the game called Iris and they get into all the different meanings and implications of that in Greek mythology and yeah. <laughs> it, it, with regards to the, the Iris flower. So it's that kind of game. Okay, so here's the deal. You are okay. You're a detective. His name is Date. That's spelled D A T E. So every time it comes up on screen, it's like, date. Hey, date, how you doing? Date. There's another character in there whose name is So, S-O. It took me a very long time to parse some of the dialogue. I'm like, what? The oh, right, So is a name. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Because like, like, at the beginning of the sentence, like, 
So told me that it, or so should be what? What? Okay. Anyway, so you're a detective. Uh, there have there are a number of killings. The bodies are posed. They're clearly meant to be discovered. Their left eyes have been removed while the person was still alive. Plot twist: you know all these people. Gross. Cool. Awesome. By the way, did I mention that you don't have your left eye? Hmm. What lives in your eye is a, an AI. She's named Iba. And she's your partner. And she, it's, it's like, a, like a, a, a prosthetic eye, but it can scan the environment and access the internet and, you know, call the chief and, and all of that. And she's your partner and you are working the case together. Cool. You're also obsessed with pornography. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. To the point. I've never felt so seen. <laughs> to to the point that there there is one uh, section of the game where uh, several gunmen. Uh, have have thrown down on you. And, oh my god! <laughs> and so, so Iba tells you, "Look over there, a porno mag," and that is what gives you the superpower to move fast enough to like matrix through the bullets, <laughs> so that you can so you can enjoy because like oh collector's edition, yeah. This happens repeatedly throughout the game. Also, and I have to say, the writing is super snappy. I mean, it's really, really good. There's constant references to you, uh, you know, watching porn on your computer. Uh, a 12-year-old, you have a, a, a ward. The, 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 the people who killed, spoiler, the people who are killed are this girl's parents, and she's been living with you because the parents, you know, messy divorce and blah, 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 and you're a friend of the family, whatever. Um, so she references the fact that you watch porn on your computer all the time. You're, you're constantly talking, your, your uh, partner, Iba, is, um, she can create a hologram of herself so it you can actually feel like you're talking to a person instead of talking to the air, constantly referencing, you know, your boobs could be bigger. Talk, like, talking about breasts all the time, but it's it, it's done in this you-are-such-a-perv affectionate kind of way. Like, it doesn't come off as creepy. That is a different... Which is a that's fun, a weird needle to thread. It is! Yeah. It is! Like, it's not... Because it... it, it it's a tone that is also... It, it's the kind of commentary that is in other, uh, like in Virtue's Last mm-hmm. Reward, and there it just lands on creepy. Here it's like, eh, I don't <laughs> mind. It's kind of it's cute, <laughs> honestly. Eh, sort of well, endearing. I think, I think it also helps that the tone of the... Like, while it's dark, it's not quite like Saw Murder right. Basement dark. Correct. Uh, Correct. Like you know, you're actually out in the real world talking to normal people. You're not like you don't have a bracelet strapped to your wrist right, that's about to explode. Right. Yes, and you're making jokes about some girl's skirt. Yeah, uh, yeah. That which is just like, dude, like time and a place. <laughs> like, come on. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Tone and definitely it, helps. That is a really good point. Um, 
Yeah, and 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 there's just a sort of an underlying silliness through the the whole game. Like your boss's uh, office, the the uh, head of the department that you're in, which is a special police department, is full of various holiday decorations. Like she has a full on Christmas tree up, but then she also has Halloween stuff over there. And it's like, and you ask her at one point, you're like, why do you have all this? You're like, I don't have any windows. <laughs> So, you know, I I saw I decorated with all this stuff. That's really good so, character yeah. work. That's just like, it's yeah, great. that's really cool. It, it's super fun. It's super fun. The the puzzle solving, and this is where it gets, it's a little different. If you see reviews of it, you'll see people talking about how, how it diverges from the previous three uh, games, which it is not connected to, by the way. Those are, those are a trilogy. This is completely different. This is new. You have the ability to sync with people if there's a witness or a suspect that you who will either cannot or will not answer your questions, you could hook them up to this machine and you can dive into their consciousness. Mm. And there you have to sift through the dream logic of their consciousness to get at the truth. So in puzzle terms, this become it is a cell. Yeah, uh, Nick Rugen, backward Nick Rugen says they pulled a cell. Yes, it is very much like the, the movie cell. Very much. So the puzzle comes from, you'll be presented with different uh, mental locks. First mental lock might be, you got to figure out how to open this door. Like, well, hmm, uh, I don't see a key. And there, there will only be a few objects around you that you can interact with. Uh, so you'll you'll have to figure out which what the correct approach is, and again, it's dream logic, so things do not always make literal sense. Every action you do takes a certain amount of time. You only have six minutes, and then you have you have to leave the sink. So it's it's this okay. Well, what do I do? Uh, I got a time management. Ooh, this will take sixty seconds to to do is it the right thing oh, oh if but if i do this other thing I, I get a bonus that'll remove time from from this other task mm-hmm. so it's it's a combination of figuring out what to do while also using the various tools at your disposal to do it all in within that six minute period hmm. this actually sounds like very playable I I, oh, I yeah. never it's great. went down the rabbit hole of the nonary games like you guys did. I, I played 999, mm-hmm. but I ended up not playing Virtue's Last Reward or uh, Zero, Zero Escape. Escape. I was about to say Zero Time Dilemma. That's not right. Um, but I, I didn't play them just because of the sheer amount of time it takes to play yeah. those games. Yeah. Like 999 is just... I wasn't prepared when I first played that game for how, like, what kind of investment you were going to have to put into it. You know, I yeah. I actually reviewed that game for GamePro. <laughs> wow. That's a very what, what, okay, sentence. I have to know, what, what face did you give the fun factor? <laughs> I, gave, I gave it a full... I gave it the, like, the, like ni- the nice smile with the thumbs up where you're like, hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that's right. the appropriate face for that. Yeah, uh, and yeah. you know, like it takes nine hours or so to get through that first run, and I was like, "Wow, I beat it! That was a weird ending." I did. Uh, it's like, no, no you, you just didn't. fucking started the game. <laughs> yep, get back in there, yep. son. Uh, I will. I will definitely say that in this case, to develop the two main branches, mm-hmm. 
so you'll you'll do you'll pick a branch. Basically, what happens is uh, in in certain in certain specific dreams, consciousness sinks. You will have two ways to solve a problem. If you pick one way, you end up on that branch. If you pick the other way, you take the other branch. So that first branch you'll take will take you to an ending. And then you will have to... The the filling out of the second branch does feel repetitive because you are going to have to go through a, a lot of what you've already done. And that's frustrating. But after that, you can just pick it up right at the divergent points. And, and then find your way to the various endings. It's much snappier. The The stuff that gets unlocked as you do that adds so sufficiently to the story that you're, you want to get there. Like, you want to take the journey. You're, you're not just doing all the endings to, do all, to satisfy curiosity. You're actually finding out who the killer is, why they did it, what this particular clue means. And the killer is different people. Depending on which ending oh, you get. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. So, uh, and, and then you get the the ultimate ending, which sort of ties everything together. It's really beautifully done, I have to say. The screenshots you've been sharing of it, uh, in addition to being very <laughs> funny, <laughs> it's yeah. a good-looking game. It's very pretty. It is. Like, I love the yeah. art. Yeah. Uh, I think... And, and the voice acting is fantastic. The writing is excellent. I mean, it's really good. Like it's Just, not like the 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 uh, the the nonary games had that sort of that that slightly Japanese weirdness, that sort of artificiality. Yeah. Not present here. Not at all. I I am going to need to play this game once I once I get through the uh, the current gamut. I keep trying to get back to Thirteen Sentinels, which is you know in this visual novel sort of realm and it's that it's it's the time that is crushing me on yeah. where it's yeah. like you go in you do a story sequence and it's like oh well, you've missed the trigger to go down the next mm. path and unlock what you're supposed to do and it, you know it's got plenty of uh the same sorts of quality of life stuff that they started putting in those nonary game uh titles of like you can fast forward, you can do all of that mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not. I, it's still like I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't like having to repeat myself. It makes me feel like a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, video game. I feel embarrassed. <laughs> uh, by did either of you guys ever play four four twenty eight Shibuya Scramble? I've got yet? it sitting. Nope, I still right have it. Here. Oh my god, I've got it sitting right here. I know. Uh, I if if there was a, if there was a video game that we could watch for the show together like like in a two like because you know it's like a fifty hour visual novel or whatever but like if it, if there there was a game that we could watch for the show as one of our commentary tracks it would be that one hundred percent it's that kind it's that kind of vi- game it's very vi- funny these visual novels I I really like visual novels but I gosh I wish they were like six hour visual novels. Yeah, well, th- mm-hmm. so the 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 guy who made Danganronpa uh, came Dagon out Grandpa. with Dagon Grandpa, Dragon Roomba, uh, has a new game that came out a few months ago that I still need to play. It's called Death Come True. Have you what? guys heard of this? It's on PS4. It is oh, a oh, oh. it is a ninety minute FMV game. What? Oh. And it's like $16, and I need to pick it up because it looks bonkers. But the idea is that, like, you're in a hotel, and um, 
like you're trying to solve a mystery, but like each of the endings is like you dying in some way and you start yes. it over and give it to like, me, yeah. put it in my yeah. veins. Yeah. Oh and, my and god. It's all, it's all FMV sequences and then there are decision points where you decide what you want to do and it goes to another like yes. please. And it's nine yes. ninety minutes. Great. Like that's that's the thing. Like I really want to play AI Somnium Files and in my head I'm like, am I gonna finish it? Yeah, it's long. It's it it's it's not as long as you it's think. Not, it's it's really not. It's not. Yeah. It's not I'll that long. It. I'll play it. There's a copy on eBay right here for fifty eight dollars. I'm really thinking about it. Thinking about it. Uh, yeah. Apparently the cartridge I'm... is very expensive. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and I have a problem. That's that's the. Mm. Other <laughs> uh, you can't just buy <laughs> eShop. It's like twenty bucks, dude. But but the cartridge, Dave. But the cartridge. It comes with a sticker. Uh, I I played it on my PS. Five, dude. Oh so. yeah, I can play it on. I, that's right. There's a PlayStation. Version. Yeah, just put it on there. Yeah. Just, mm, yeah. Mm, probably. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, mm. who is responsible for making it happen? Uh, they're gonna. Who did this? Uh, our uh. Patreon backers at Patreon.com. <laughs> slash continue podcast. Uh, gonna give a shout out now to Doom Cow, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Thierry Belair, Stormshot, Elio Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nielsen, Shane Nielsen, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Kalen Houston, and Nick Rugen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, oh, thank you. I also want to give a special shout out on the show to Thierry Belair, who reached out to me. They had a bunch of Game Boy stuff that they weren't using and offered to send hey. it to me. Uh, so, so thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Uh, Joan has been going to town with Pokemon, and I'm gonna make a Game Boy with uh, one of the SPs that I got. So oh, that's so tight. cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Thank you, Thierry. Uh, thank you, everyone who packs this show. Uh, it is because of you that we are able to do things like talk about open world games and their many vagaries and uh, porn obsessed detectives with eyeball princesses. Um, she's not a princess, I assume. She's just an artificial detective. She's not. She's she's she's, she's, uh, kind, she's kind of a foul mouth. <laughs> she does, and uh, she's also see through in places. Wow. So you know, that's fine. Uh, just yeah. like Cort- no, not not in a pretty not like way. Cortana. In a, oh. No, like, oh, I can see your tendons. Ew. Oh, uh, gosh. Kind of way. Yeah. I, yeah. Cortana, man, a buddy of mine uh, recently was like, let's play some Halo 3 co-op. And I said, I haven't played that in forever. And we fired it up. And man, Cortana does not leave much to the imagination. That is... No, see, no, see, it's all part of their original Oh, vision. no. Uh, the... <laughs> Hashtag the power of myth. Uh, <laughs> 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 Everybody, thank you. Yes, your your. You see, rampancy has a. No. It does something to the AI body. Damn it! Your backing this show gives us access to the things we talk about on this show. It keeps us going, uh, and it means the world to us. If you would like to join the legions of those backing us, you go to Patreon.com/slash/continuepodcast. You throw a dollar at us a month. It helps us keep it going. Pay for server costs and all of those wonderful things. You also can pay to watch us record this live 
uh, Susan was talking about Nick Rugen as uh, one of a couple of people watching us record as we do. That is a backing tier. You can also, if you join us uh, at $5 a month, you get access to our Discord, which is a robust community. And... And you get you get the exclusive backer segment, which involves. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about him. it here. Don't you just have him. to listen for yourself. Hey, you should back this episode so you can hear about. It is an Anthony special. Yeah. Well, that's what the that's yep. what the woods say now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you cannot, uh, God damn cannot it. back us, share the show, uh, give it to a friend, give it to somebody who needs a laugh in their life. Uh, I hope we can brighten their day. Susan Arndt, where can people find you and also listen to you more? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, or you can head over to my other podcast, which is called Long-Legged Beasties, where I talk about horror movies. Patreon.com slash Long-Legged Beasties. It has evolved into a show that gets me to think about movies the way this show has has let me think about video mm. games so very i feel very very fortunate that i get to do that susan have you guys done any of the films of penos cosmatos yet what? Uh, he's the guy i uh, he it's color oh, god now i can't remember the name of his first movie he directed mandy the the nicholas cage oh then no no gotta, we have gotta, not no. That movie's that movie's great. I just watched that again the other night. All of his movies have a look that I'm really into, but it was a Beyond the Black there, Rainbow. There it is, Beyond oh, the Black Rainbow and Mandy. So yeah, Mandy, I'm a yeah. hard pass on that. No, that's not. No, no. I uh, I actually the the movie that we did um for uh, this week is one that would I, and I thought this while watching it like <coughs> this would take a year off Dave Roberts's oh. life. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> yeah, cause cause it was scaring me. And oh boy! Yeah, that's yeah that's extreme. What's it, what is it? This yeah. is the one. This is the one movie that I watch. I'm like, eh. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that bad. bad. Yeah, mm, nope, nope, nope. I I guarantee. I guarantee. I guarantee. There's at least one one scene in the movie you will never forget. Oh wow! Oh, oh man! Yeah, that sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> yup sure does uh, Dave Roberts where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at David Robots you can find me on Instagram also at David Robots uh, the Twitch channel you can favorite it for now but it's uh, uh, on hiatus right now twitch.tv slash continue podcast I need to get back on there it's just on a time um, and I'm I don't know. I'm I'm thinking about making a website for my Game Boy hey. stuff. So you'll hear about that. You'll 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 hear about that here first once once I make something happen with cool. that. But uh, everybody, you can yeah. follow me at a John Agnello. Uh, it's <laughs> I say some shit at that at that place on the internet every now and again. And you can also listen to me on my other podcast, Video Game Grooves, which is about video game music on vinyl really wish i could talk about the uh next couple of records i've got liner notes in but they're not officially announced but they are awesome uh give you give a little hint i swear to god if it's black i'll say say henshin a go-go baby Uh, oh okay all right everybody we'll see in two weeks bye-bye